0: So there's this really interesting thing that happens in our heads. We think we have a great idea, and then sometimes other people think it's a great idea, and sometimes they really don't think it's a great idea. The thing is, what do you do? What do you do when you're in that scenario? Do you go with you, or do you go with them? That's what I'm exploring in today's Good Life Project Riff. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, NA, copyright 2024. Good Life Project is sponsored by Cozy Earth. So you know those moments where you slip into something ridiculously soft and comfortable and it kind of feels like a warm hug? That's the Cozy Earth experience. I can still remember the first time I tried their bamboo sheets. It was like wrapping myself in a cozy cloud. But Cozy Earth is not just about bedding. They've got an entire line of loungewear that'll make you never want to change out of your pajamas. My personal favorite is their bamboo joggers. Like everything else they make, they're just incredibly soft soft and breathable and temperature regulating so you never get too hot or too cold. Perfect for those lazy Sunday mornings or bopping around the house. And the best part, Cozy Earth's commitment to quality means all their products come with a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty. So if you're looking to transform your home into a sanctuary of comfort and luxury, I highly recommend giving Cozy Earth a try. Save up to 35% on Cozy Earth loungewear, pajamas, bedding, bath towels, and more. Go to Cozy Earth CozyEarth.com and enter the promo code goodlife at checkout for up to 35% off. That's CozyEarth.com promo code goodlife or just click on the link in the show notes and enter the code goodlife. then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So I've had the great gift slash challenge of launching a lot of things in the world. Everything from books to events to companies and helping a lot of other people bring things into the world. And I've come up against this thing, which is that when you are launching or creating something or bringing something into the world, which is kind of, you know, it's an iteration of something that's out there. It's, you know, it's based on something that's proven, but doing it a bit differently or doing it a bit better, then there's not a whole lot of risk. There may not be a whole lot of potential joy and possibility either, but, you know, we tend to feel pretty comfortable with stuff like that. And then there are these other moments in time, those moments where as an artist, as a creator, as somebody who's trying to build a business, a life relationships, we have to step out in a limb. Um, We have to become leaders in whatever domain that is in our lives, and it scares us. So what do we do? We first, well, it actually kind of depends. Some of us are, are just like completely and utterly comfortable living and stepping into and taking action to support our own convictions with nothing more. That can sometimes be an act of great leadership. It can also be an act of profound delusion and bad decision-making. So so the question is, how do you know? How do you know which is which? And it's a really tough question to answer. There's a famous story about Henry Ford, and I've heard that it's true, and I've also heard that it's uh, not not really true, but either way, the quote is great, which is when, when um, he was working on the first car, the Model T Ford, you know, he uttered the words, if I'd asked people what they had wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. And the idea there is that we can take something that's out there and spend all of our time trying to figure out how to make that thing better and better, better, faster, 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 cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. Um, but it is never going to get us um, the next big, profoundly different solution to a problem or delight-driven experience. You know, very often it brings us up to the point where we realize we can't do better, faster, cheaper with what we have. And it drops us into the reality that there's something else out there, but it doesn't tell us what that something else is. We then have to go into this very often angst-ridden place where we start just brainstorming and ideating and taking all these different data points from our lives and our world and our intuition and try and validate them. Then at some point some of us don't want to hear anybody else's input. We just want to believe that this is the way it needs to be. And, you know, we take on that that famous quote If I had asked anyone what they wanted, it would be a faster horse and say, I know what's coming next. Steve Jobs is actually famous for, you know, supposedly having also said that, you know, he doesn't want to know from people what they want. He's going to tell them. He essentially is going to become a leader and a tastemaker. And we need tastemakers. Um, We need leaders. We need people to push other people's buttons, to radically shift paradigms, to offer ideas nobody else saw coming. And, um, And at the same time, very often, those same things crash and burn because they're not valid. They're actually not the next thing. They're just these fantastical delusions that exist in the heads of creators like me, like you, like people who want to do big things in the planet. So the other side is to seek data, to seek outside input, to test and validate along the way. And I think that's a really important part of the process too, you know, to not just live and dwell and make the decisions in your own head, but also to try and seek seek input and try and seek uh, outside validation, you know, like talk to the people you're looking to serve and say, if this existed, um, but at the same time, there comes this point where we still have to make a decision. And what we have to learn is that consensus is data. It is not leadership. So it's good to go out and seek data, you know, get input, get opinions, do validated testing. But that also does not allow us to subvert our need to be leaders, to step out. And it doesn't allow us to blame others or to blame other data when things don't work out. See, here's the thing. All input is data, including our own experience, our own ability to see patterns that nobody else sees, our own taste, which we've developed over a lifetime, and our own intuition as creators and leaders. And people are really good at telling us what they think will solve their problem better. But they're not good at telling us how something truly revolutionary that they've never experienced will affect them. We cannot rely on existing data to prove the validity of something that is a true shift in paradigm, that is a true difference maker. Because the definition of it being truly innovative is that it is not validatable beforehand. We can get pieces, we can get hints, we can get, you know, sort of glimpses of um, validation along the way and proof, but we can never be entirely comfortable that this is the thing. And that is where leadership comes into the picture. That is where creators become leaders when you're willing to step out into that space of the unknown and say, this is my idea. Now um, I'm not saying that you should move something forward when you start out with an idea and then you go out and you do all these things to see if you can validate the idea and you get all sorts of really great external data from experiments, from prototypes, from design sprints, all this stuff. And the data is crystal clear that you are in fact dead wrong with your <laughs> with what you thought was right. When that happens, when the increasing volume of external data says, no, 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 um, listen to that data. I'm talking about the scenario where you start with a hunch with your own taste, pattern recognition, And then you go out and you run your experiments and you get your data and it's coming back ambivalent, legitimately basically saying, okay, it's really mixed. We can't validate, but we can neither invalidate. And that is very often what happens when you're exploring something which has the potential to be truly difference-making, game-changing, paradigm-shifting. Does that mean it's definitely going to work? No. But- it means that we've gotten to a point where we have to make a choice. So if you are building something in your life, whether it's a career, business, a body of work, you know, you could be an artist or a creator or a maker, whether it's a relationship, whatever it may be, know that there are stages. You know, you can iterate on something until it's as good as you can get it. And then you will always hit a point where you know there's something else out there that is radically different that will create exponentially better outcomes, or at least you feel like there is. And you don't know what that looks like. So you start to come up with ideas and then eventually your internal pattern recognition tastes, all this other stuff, intuition, lets you, gives you a hint at what it may be. The next step of course is you develop it in your head and then you immediately start testing and validating the outside world and you may get data back that says, no, 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 listen to that data. But if you get data back that says, we still don't know, that is when creation needs to also be joined by leadership and a willingness to say consensus is data, it's not leadership. And it's my, it is now my time to stand in what I believe and in either rise or fall with that. It's an unsettling sort of realization But the fact is that true creative leadership is always an unsettling position to be in because you are in the business of unsettling whatever is existing before you. So something to think about and something that's always on my mind because I'm always pushing the envelope with what I'm creating in the world and always having to realize there are moments when I need to be not just a creator but a leader. And it kind of terrifies me at times. And that is why I have a set of personal practices that help me not melt down. And, uh, and I've, I've talked about them on, uh, on prior episodes, so I won't dive back into those again. That's what I'm thinking about on today's Good Life Project Riff. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off. See you next week. This story is presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA produced by ACAST Creative 25 years ago. Invesco QQQ rethought the investing landscape by providing access to the Nasdaq's 100 most innovative companies all in one ETF. With Invesco QQQ, investors saw all the possibilities that innovation could deliver. Personally, I had a wake-up call in my 30s that led me to invest deeply in myself to unlock new possibilities. I walked away from a career as a lawyer, overhauled my lifestyle through mindset and exercise and nutrition, and completely reimagined my career. And it was unsettling at times, but that investment in my potential allowed me to live so much more creatively, and with purpose and passion. Invesco is proud to sponsor the new Ways to Win podcast, hosted by longtime coaches and mentors, Craig Robinson and John Calipari. So in Ways to Win, the coaches use their on-court wisdom to solve for off-court problems and help you find a winning formula for success. In this clip from the show, we'll hear Craig share his advice for weighing a decision to switch from investment banking to full-time coaching. Let's take a listen. The advice that I would give somebody who's weighing a decision that is less risky or more risky, I always tell them to work back from what they're wanting to accomplish, right? What the reward is, what's at the end, and work back and try and set yourself up to get to where you want to get to. Because sometimes taking a risk is the right thing to do to get something that you want. And what I try and counsel people to do is not be afraid to take risks. Because if you set yourself up properly with a good education, a great network of friends, and you've got family behind you, you can usually weather most storms if things don't work out the way you thought they'd work out. So listen to Ways to Win wherever you get your podcasts to get more wisdom from Craig. Nobody knows what's ahead, but one thing's for certain. You can access tomorrow's innovation today with Invesco QQQ ETF. Let's rethink possibility. So thank you for listening to this special story brought to you in partnership with Invesco QQQ and produced by ACAS Creative. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more defined investments. The NASDAQ 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit investco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. Investco is not affiliated with ACAST Creative. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., Copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.